Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek stick has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome, fellow geeks, to episode 30. We've made it to the 3-0. My name is Shoff, and we are recording this episode on September 7th, 2018. Um, This particular episode is a really cool one. By the way, before I even get into all that stuff, I've got this really awesome dude. I kind of, you should know him by now, but I'm going to introduce him. His name is Wonder Rob, and he's with me from California. That's right. I am clearly a wonderful person. <laughs> I'm sure everybody listening agrees. And thanks for pretending if you don't. Oh, I, I, I agree. I think you're a wonderful person. I, I freaking love you, dude. Ah, uh, thanks. <laughs> so uh, this particular episode is a really, really cool one. Very unique. So almost a, a year ago, we recorded an episode, and this was before Wonder Rob and I were co-hosts. We yeah, uh, so just a guest. I yeah, I just I invited him to the house. I was like, "Hey, Wonder Rob, I'm feeling some Saturday morning cartoons. I'm thinking it would be a blast if you and I met up at the house. We we uh, we woke up kind of somewhat early so we could enjoy some Saturday morning cartoons. And by Saturday morning cartoons, I'm talking about X Men, the 1992 animated series, which was fucking dope mm-hmm. um and then of course we were going to do play some video games and we were going to look at some comic books it was gonna be pretty much the the geekiest saturday morning afternoon you ever thought possible we had breakfast cereal i was chowing down on i think some captain crunch i think you might have had some some lucky charms or something yeah i believe so and that was because I very rarely eat cereal. That might have been the last time I've actually had cereal. <laughs> uh, I think the box is still in the pantry. <laughs> All right. It's probably still good. <laughs> A year later, you know, those things last. <laughs> but anyways, uh, this episode never aired. It has been lost. Lost yeah. for months and months and months, but recently found. Yep. It was... Uh, it was in the garage. <laughs> I tried to think of a joke. <laughs> and like it failed. It's in the garage. <laughs> we were happy to dust it off and get it ready for you. So what we're going to do first is bring you some geek news like we always do on a bi-weekly basis. And then we're going to flip into the lost episode, which was intended to be episode 11. Yes. So, oh, wait, question, Shaf, question. Yeah, yeah. Why are we inserting... A secret episode today of all days. Oh. Mm, I'll tell you why, kids. It's because there's not enough time for us to review Spider-Man. It only just came out today. That so was true. originally going to be the plan. But since we don't have that ready for you, 
Well, Shoff's played it a little bit. Maybe we'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> He's been rubbing it in my face. Not day. true. I've been kind. I've been very kind. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we're a little light on content this week, and we didn't want you to go without because we know you can't resist suckling the teat of the Geek News segment and our thoughtful thoughts. So we decided to throw you a bone and give you the lost episode. Okay, I'm done. I'm done explaining. All right. All right. So first things first, let's get into some geek news. By the way, you might hear some uh, dog type sounds in the background. I got my three dogs on the couch right now and they like to move around and one of them is wearing a diaper currently. So he's not too happy about that. (laughs) And he is trying to get it off uh, uh, really, really like magnificently. And hopefully he'll start calming down. But if you hear any, any shakes or stuff, that's what's going on in the background. So just all right. Good, good, good. I was worried. It's not me. <laughs> I swear. What? Hey, what you do in your personal business <laughs> and record for the podcast. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. All right, Rob. So what do you think? Maybe it's time for some of that geek news. I agree. It's time for geek news. Geek news. 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 All right. So. Uh, Wonder Rob, what you got for us in the way of geek news? All right, well, let me let me throw you this bone. I've got three things that I want to talk about. I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do a game with mine for you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna read these in order of which I think you will think is least interesting to most interesting, and I'm just gonna make a guess. Oh, okay. On that. Okay. So, least interesting. Marvel says they need. And we'll have more women-led superhero movies. <laughs> That's, not the, That's <laughs> not the headline. That's not the headline. It's not the headline. Marvel says, Shoff was right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. None of that's act. All those are, are misinterpretations. Here's the, the, the actual story. Kevin Feige says, more female-led Marvel movies are on the way. Now, do you think that that means female-led as in directors or female-led in terms of starring roles? You know, when I first read the the headline, I actually had the exact same thought. I was like, wait, are we talking, you know, the the overseer of this particular franchise? Like, you know, uh, oh gosh, I was trying to think of the, the name of the guy who directed Ant-Man. Why did I start with him? So the Russo brothers, like they, they oversee... Yeah, Peyton Reed. I just couldn't think of it. But the Russo brothers, you know, they sort of oversee Captain America and uh, the Avengers. And then you've got James Gunn uh, formally watching over uh, the Guardians and so on. So I thought, okay, maybe they're going to bring in more like visionaries for these subjects. But then I read into the article and they don't really make it clear if they're talking about actresses, female superhero characters or directors. Ah, okay. But hopefully all three. Yeah. Um, so essentially what happened is uh, Kevin Feige, um, he was having an interview recently and um, essentially he was quoting, this is a phase and this is a direction that the MCU is going to be heading towards. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read his quote. He said, with Ant-Man and the Wasp and now Captain Marvel and many movies to be announced in the near future, I'm anxious for the time where it's not a novelty that there is a female-led superhero movie, but it's a norm. And it is less a story of, oh, look, 
a female hero and it's more a story of oh what's this about who's this character i'm excited to see that and i think we can get there end quote i like that i like that you know um i mean we have a, a pretty awesome movie to look forward to coming out in march with uh captain marvel so that's that's a great example of a female-led uh, movie in terms of a starring role. And and I don't think there's anybody that I know of that's not excited for that movie to come out. Yeah. Um, the the chit-chatter on the internet is still a buzz. I mean, because, well, we'll talk about that, why it's a buzz <laughs> in a minute here. Um, <laughs> but aside from what we're going to talk about in just a few minutes, like I would still run into discussions where they're like, what about the pager? Why would he still have the pager? And, you know, just things like that. Um, more pertaining towards Captain Marvel and not necessarily the pager, <laughs> but just in general. Um, but then uh, to continue on the story, Kevin Feige, uh, he commented on why it's taken so long for Marvel female heroes to get larger roles in the franchise. And this is what he said. He said, I think there are a lot of reasons, not the least of which was fighting for many years, the erroneous notion that audiences did not want to see a female-led hero film, film in parentheses, because of a slew of films 15 years ago that didn't work. Uh, my belief was always that they didn't work because they weren't female-led stories. They didn't work because they weren't particularly good movies. The success of Wonder Woman has made me very happy, as I've said before in the past. I'd much rather the question be, oh gosh, what do you think about that successful female-led hero that came out a few years ago, rather than the question I used to get, which was, are you afraid that people don't want to see a female hero? Um, so essentially just reiterating the point, but I'm actually kind of excited about this. The only thing that I still don't understand is why they want a black widow movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't like the, the fact that it's a female led character has nothing to do with it. Like at this point, I'm going to go into a rant again. I must've done this at least three or four, three or four episodes already, but I'm going to do it again. Black <laughs> widow to me is not an interesting enough character to warrant her own solo movie because how many movies has she been in now? You got Iron Man two, the Avengers, uh, Captain America, Captain America, or excuse me, Captain America two, Captain America three, um, and every Avengers movie since then. And they've delved into her backstory several times. I mean, not as in depth of it as a feature film, but they've still talked about it. And so like, like the mystery of why this character is this character, like does, does not excite me in the slightest. Um, so that's that. Rob's two cents. I agree. You know, um, I think we got enough of a snapshot of like her fears based on what Scarlet Witch was doing that hex type power on her mm -hmm. in, uh, in Civil War. And no, I'm sorry, in Age of Ultron. And um, it, you know what? We got enough to, to satisfy me in terms of like what the backstory is. Yes, she was trained to be an assassin. This school of, of, of girls, young girls who were forced to kill people at gunpoint. And she sort of had the emotions taken out of her. And, uh, and, it and was, she got a, a hysterectomy. Yeah, exactly. And she got a hysterectomy. Like, I don't know how much they can build off of. Yes. She's a double agent. So that's that aspect of the, the espionage part of things is cool, but I, I don't know how that's going to be any different than any other spy movie we've ever seen. So I, they can prove us wrong too. Yeah, I mean, it is Scarlett Johansson, and and she's gorgeous, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So <laughs> my thing is though, that ship is kind of sailed. Like she's much older now, and I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter now with their technology because 
they can make uh, Samuel L. Jackson look like he's in his 30s, then... Uh, yeah, that picture that came out, we'll talk about it, because that's all part of one yeah. of your stories, but I have some stuff to say about that picture. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but anyways, uh, you out there in the podcast land and we together, uh, geeks, so to speak, uh, heroes supreme, can look forward together to having more female-led Marvel movies. More future. tacos, less wieners. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you would read that part. <laughs> I, of course, I, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say <laughs> Oh, man. This guy uses my slang against me. All right. <laughs> you go. All right. All right. So we've been kind of hinting at it. So let's just go ahead and delve right into it because uh, it, otherwise it's just the elephant in the room and a marvelous elephant it would be. So uh, just recently, within the past couple of days, uh, Entertainment Weekly, well, actually, let's take it back even a step further. Uh, Brie Larson gets on Twitter and, and tags uh, Entertainment Weekly in this tweet saying, hey, I'm bored. Do you want to break the internet tomorrow? And Entertainment Weekly responds back with, yeah, sure. And uh, she's like, okay, cool. And so then we know there's this hint of something's going to come out. And of course, what was it? A lot of people were saying it's going to be a trailer. It's going to be a trailer. No, it might be some screenshots. Entertainment Weekly is a magazine. So what's it going to do? Turned out it was going to be an exclusive uh, uh, bit of information on the plot as well as showing 10 uh, screen grabs of the movie itself. And those were some pretty epic and very interesting and thought-provoking pictures. Yes. I'm so, pulling them up right now. <laughs> so to kind of summarize some of the, at least some of the pictures initially we'll talk about, uh, of course, we finally get to see Captain Marvel in her red and blue and gold costume. Oh, Yeah. We were all wondering what that was going to look like because in the early set photos that people were showing and sharing, it was her in a green costume that many were saying was her Kree costume. So uh, this was really cool to see that official Captain Marvel outfit. She looks awesome in it. Um, she looks the part. She looks fantastic. I'm hoping at some point, maybe in like the space stuff, maybe she gets the helmet. I'm hoping she gets the helmet. Yeah, that was the only thing I was mildly disappointed by it because i wanted to see the helmet and i wanted to see the mohawk yeah i really want the mohawk too I was like if they do that like that would be a simple desk it would be like just super cool like yeah. she's already a badass character but oh maybe we'll see it you said yeah it. maybe we'll see it so um other pictures that they showed they showed uh some pictures of jude law uh next to captain marvel and jude law um it, right now is kind of a mysterious figure. What we know about him is that he is currently playing uh, sort of like a mentor to, uh, uh, to Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel. And uh, he's a little bit mysterious, uh, but they share a unique connection. All of, its, all of these uh, clues sort of point to the fact that he's probably playing Marvell, yeah. who was the Cree uh, that sort of, uh, his involvement is actually why she got powers in the first place so they could go down that road but i did want to share one little uh theory that i read on screen rant the other day Ooh. and it was saying that jude law isn't playing marvell what that he's actually playing someone else by the name of who's actually marvell's greatest nemesis yon rock now i don't personally know anything about yon rock other than what i'm reading about him but uh, Yonrog uh, would be like sort of like a surprise villain of the movie that that the um, uh, that the the villains that have, that were shown, which were the Skrulls, 
Mm-hmm. We finally got to see the Skrulls as well in a photo, and they looked oh, yeah. they looked awesome. They looked uh, just like Skrulls. Yeah, they looked just like Skrulls. There was a lot of uh, chatter on the internet about how much they look like Piccolo from Dragon Ball Evolution, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I I think they look good. I think they look really good. But anyways, there's a lot. There's this theory going around that he is not playing Marvel because he's not willing to confirm it. And if he wasn't playing Marvel, like why would why would he hold back on that? Like why wouldn't he just say who he was playing? There's pictures out of him. Like it's clearly something that they're trying to shroud in some kind of secrecy. So um, in in ter- in terms of the nature of this this character, Yon Rog, uh, Yon Rog was part of a sinister conspiracy to overthrow the Supreme Intelligence, the leader of the Kree race. He and Ronan, Ronan is also in this movie, uh, try to take control of the Kree and lead them back to their warlike ways. Okay. So all of this kind of happens, and the, that ex- the this confrontation that goes between Marvel and Yonrog actually leads to an explosion of a device known as the Psyche Magnetron. And this is all comic book based, by the way. But this explosion, <laughs> this explosion ir- ir- uh, irradiated Carol Danvers, who is nearby, uh, and because of that Kree energy, it granted her superpowers. So it's possible that we might see some of that. Um, I think that would be a little bit of a deep dive to make him not Marvel, um, but it's possible. Yeah, I mean, nobody uh, saw the Mandarin twist coming. A lot of people yeah. are mad about that. <laughs> and and Jude Law is certainly no stranger to playing a duplicitous person. How about the talented Mr. Ripley? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, so. doesn't he also cheat on his wife with the maid? <laughs> Or am I remembering somebody else? <laughs> uh, you might be right. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so so either he's playing Marvel or he could be playing somebody else. Uh, but we got to see Ronin. We got to see uh, what's his name, Korag. Yeah, from the the Pursuer. But he doesn't have his like crazy like headgear like he has in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, man, just some great photos. What 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 do you think, Rob? I, I loved them. Like the the scroll. I spent a lot of time looking at the scrolls because the um well first thing I, I thought of was well I saw the scroll picture first and then I saw the Jude Law picture where it's just him, but he's got like these orange eyes and I was like, he's a fucking scroll. And I went <laughs> back and it was like zooming in and enhancing the scroll pictures. I was like, are their eyes orange? But I don't think that's the case. But that was the first the very first thing I did. Um those girls look really good. Like I'm super excited to see about that. I, what I hope they don't do, this is not entirely related to Captain Marvel, but just scrolls in general is I don't want anybody in Avengers four to be a scroll. Like, I just don't want that. I don't I was, want it. I was thinking that actually too, because you don't introduce the scrolls without also leading down uh, for maybe a payout, a, a payoff of the secret invasion. You, you exactly. just, like you do not bring up the scrolls without that. Like, well, it's got to be like their next, their next like big storyline, or maybe at the end of Avengers Four. That's what like, I think. Yeah, just like not even the end of the movie, just like a stinger at the end of it. Like, and Iron Man's not really dead; he was a scroll. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know that Iron Man dies. <laughs> <laughs> just well, saying. here's the thing: like, it's gonna have to be somebody that is that is like a meaningful addition. Like I was thinking about who could be a scroll that it wouldn't really matter. Like we would, we don't really know too much about, about their backstory. I think about like the Falcon. Mm-hmm. Sam, we don't know that much about Sam other than what he said. Um, 
uh, Rhodey. I thought like Rhodey would might might be an interesting one to choose as a scroll because he was like Tony's right hand man. Um, I don't know. I, I just think like based on what we know of them and their their backstory, like I just it would undermine everything we know about these characters. And I think that's like, a, I don't know if, I don't know if they want to go that, that hard. What if they just do like, like in Avengers four, no, no explanation. Just Quicksilver comes back. <laughs> and then, Oh, remember that other guy who died in age of Ultron? That was a scroll. Like, <laughs> <Sorry, guys. laughs> like that. It would make more sense is an, what I'm about to say would never have happened because they didn't have the rights. But like, let's say within like the first Captain America or like the first phase one movies, they just had scrolls as like a, a bad guy and established that they can shape shift, but then they just don't talk about them ever again up until Avengers four. Like, and then you're like, Oh shit. Remember they were scrolls sort of like that feeling that you got when uh, you were watching Infinity War and Red Skull showed up out of nowhere. You're like, oh, fuck, they remembered. Yes. Um, if they did something like that with the scrolls, like I'd be more okay with a scroll being in Avengers 4, but I just don't want it. But hey, let's, this isn't, <laughs> the story's not about Avengers 4. <laughs> about. So, yeah, but, but yeah, so uh, bringing it back to Captain Marvel, um, we got to see a lot of great photos. Um, as far as the overall plot, one thing that we do know that they did share is that the movie is not going to even start like a typical solo outing where you start, you see their, their the origin origin. story. It's going to start um, right in the middle of the action. She's actually going to be uh, joining uh, Jude Law's character on uh, and joining up with this group called the S- Star Force. Does that sound right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Star Force. Um, and so she's going to be helping out in space, and that's going to be how the movie starts. And then because uh, she gets pulled back to Earth because of this Skrull invasion, and so that's when she has to deal with uh, all of their shape-shifting uh, abilities. And that's where Ben uh, Mendelsohn's character of uh, their leader, Talos, or Talos, uh, comes into play. So uh, once she's back on Earth in the 90s, mid-90s, uh, then we get to see some uh, familiar faces and we get to see uh, Nick Fury as a, a younger uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. desk jockey with two eyeballs. Mind oh, you. yeah. That picture of him at first. I mean, I, I eventually realized it was Samuel L. Jackson and within mere like microseconds I did. But the, my very first impression, just by glancing at it, I thought it was Michael Che. From <laughs> I was like, what's my, Michael? Oh, that's Samuel Jackson. <laughs> the young Sam Jackson looks just like Michael Che to me. But I'm like, I think it, the picture looks really great. I'm curious to see how it looks in motion. That's true. Because like, you can make a pic, you can young up a picture. Like that's nothing. Yeah, these Hollywood types. So I'm I'm really interested in seeing how it ends up looking in motion. Um, but I'm super excited about this man. Like I was really hoping for a trailer, but they probably will save that for like D23 or I think a New York Comic Con is coming up here pretty soon too. So yeah. I'll probably save it for that. I think you're right. I think that's probably when it's going to happen. Totally. But anyways, that's our our exclusive details on Captain Marvel. So uh, look forward to more as we find out more. Um, and I'm sure we'll probably have some Avengers four theories that are just building now with this more information coming from Captain Marvel. So oh, yeah. very exciting, very exciting. Uh, before we move on to uh, other stories that are not Marvel related, uh, Wonder Rob, I think you got one more for Marvel stuff. As a matter of fact, yes, I do. 
this is a exclusive from today, actually. Um, Daredevil season three teaser trailer came out, as did well. I guess it's the other way around. Iron Fist season two came out at with at the very end a little stinger for Daredevil season three. So that's new. It's just a 30 second little teaser trailer, but it's still got me excited because in my humble opinion, Daredevil is the best thing to come out of the the Netflix MCU or extended universe or whatever you want to call it. He's his series is by far the best in my opinion. So of course I'm getting way excited. Oh my gosh. My phone is right here. I Siri turned on and is reading everything I'm saying. <laughs> Look at that. Dang it, Siri. <laughs> what did I even say? Um, I made me lose my train of thought. Anyways, the a little teaser trailer for Daredevil came out, uh, season three. Now, have you had a chance to look at this, Shaf? Yes, I did. I didn't want to because I'm, I'm actively watching uh, Iron Fist season two right now. I finished the first two episodes this morning, and then uh, my shipment arrived for spider-man ps4 pro bundle so then i was like switching gears (laughs) but (laughs) but but i i decided to watch it before the we recorded this just so i'd have the information and it i was surprised how short it was and Mm. i also was kind of surprised at his costume choice in the uh yes Right. It made right. me wonder. It made me wonder if it was a flashback or if it was happening like post Defenders. I don't know. Yeah, like it. I was actually bouncing back and forth because essentially the scene is set. He's in um, uh, a confessional booth, confession booth, um, on one side confessing, and it's very dark. The light is sort of barely on his face, and he's got a lot of shadows sort of spread everywhere. And the, sh- the way the shadows blend on the wall, like it covers his face, like where that the black uh, scarf would be from season one. Uh, but then you look at it further, and you're like, no, wait, is he, wearing, is he wearing that black scarf? And so it sort of tosses you back and forth a little bit. Um, but essentially, it's Matt uh, confessing, quote, unquote, to a priest, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and quote it. So if you don't want to know what this teaser said, uh, get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> okay, so Matt Murdock is saying to the priest, and I'm going to do this in my best Matt Murdock impression. I once believed that justice could be found in a court of law and in the light of day, but I was fooling myself. Darkness only responds to darkness. And the thing is... I'd rather die as the devil than live on as Matt Murdock. Ooh. Pretty good, right? Look, that sounded just like him, I think. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. <laughs> so it sounds like the gloves are off in this upcoming uh, season, um, which we've talked about in the past uh, and is hinted at, and all the rumors are saying that it's likely going to follow the Daredevil arc born again, uh, which a presumed dead Matt is uh, fit to be tied as a costume. Wait, I'm reading this and this makes no sense. Sorry, did you think I was making all this up? I'm not. <laughs> uh, in which the presumed dead Matt is fit to be tied as a costumed someone else scampers around town, giving Daredevil a bad name. The way that sentence is structured, there's a comma needs to be in there. That's what threw me off. I'm, <laughs> oh, I gotta write a letter to the editor on this one. Um, Ultimately, I'm very excited about this. A lot more excited than I am for Iron Fist Season 2, which uh, I do not envy you watching right now. 
It's actually far better than season one so far. So um, I'm, I'm pl- cautiously optimistic to quote, <laughs> to quote the very wise Wonder Rob. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, I have no desire to watch it. <laughs> like, I just don't. So we might have to have a, a recap wraps. Yeah, we might just have to do that. So we can uh, <laughs> keep Wonder Rob from having to spend 10 hours of his life. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least it's down to 10 from 13, though. Thank goodness. They, they don't need all to... the series need to be. We've said it for 100 years. Yeah. No, I completely <laughs> agree. The 10 episodes is good. It keeps the pace going. It keeps it, you know, really, like, active, which is good. So... Um, all right. So moving along, actually, I realized after I said that that was the last... Uh, uh, episode I'm sorry last uh, story related to Marvel there's actually one more and that would be (laughs) (laughs) that would be one related to Disney California Adventure yeah when you said no more like I knew we were going to talk about Disneyland for a second and I was like oh yeah Star Wars land like I totally forgot we were talking about Marvel (laughs) I totally believed you so um this uh this past uh weekend we said goodbye to or this past week rather we said goodbye to a bug's land yep stark industries has taken over a bug's land and they are currently under construction right now for an entirely new marvel themed area this is going to be sort of neighboring off of the guardians of the galaxy mission breakout attraction which uh, has been wowing everyone uh for some time now since i think what um like uh gosh a couple a, years a year and a half i think yeah okay yeah that's awesome so uh it's the park is get i'm sorry this particular expansion of the park is scheduled to open up in 2020 and it's going to bring spider-man and the avengers to california adventure uh in a really cool way we're going to get to see members of the guardians of the galaxy captain america dr strange uh black widow thor loki black panther and his dora milaje so i mean there's going to be lots of stuff happening um i think it's really surprising it hasn't already happened um but there was some pre-existing deal with universal studios that prevented disney from using the word marvel in the name so they haven't announced their project name officially but it's gonna have something to do with marvel so yeah it'll like superhero island or yeah or something it's a it's a whole silly silly little agreement they have with universal like they can't have anything like I think east of the Mississippi. That's right. Um, they can, they can do, they can do Guardians of the Galaxy because that wasn't around when the the contract started, or it wasn't like a popular IP, so like it didn't really count that. And I don't, I think Black Panther too. I think they can do Black Panther because there, there's all these rumors of a Black Panther attraction in Epcot. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. But but anyways. I'm very excited about this. Me too. I still have yet to experience the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, and I'm really looking forward to the chance to to check it out. Oh, man. And if you come during October, um, there's two versions of the ride. There's the the normal version of the ride, which runs by day. And then when night comes, they have a Halloween-themed version of it, which is Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Monsters Unleashed. What? Or or Monsters After Dark. Um, I'm going to double-check what it's called. But yeah, it's essentially where there's like a whole new uh, show um, show scene, show queue. Or the queue's the same, sorry, but like the show scenes are a little bit different. Um, and I think it runs almost entirely in the dark, too. Uh, That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I love that ride. Like, I think the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is superior to Tower of Terror. 
I would probably say that you are right about that. And I haven't even been on it. Um, I did get to see some little clips of some of the videos that play or some of the, some footage of like rocket raccoon, like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I believe I sent you that. I yeah, was like, you did. Dude, yeah. check this out. It was like my very first time getting on it. I was like, dude, you gotta check this out. It's called uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark. That's what it is. That's exciting. Uh, so yeah, if you manage to get down there in the uh, the Halloween time, you're gonna have to check out that. Um, I've been following this Disney Marvel thing uh, pretty closely uh, as because if uh, you listeners know or don't know, I live in uh, Southern California, uh, in very close proximity to Disneyland, so <laughs> I go quite a bit. Um, it's like my childhood dream come true. Why can't I just live by Disneyland? Uh, <laughs> anyway, and so when they announced this, of course, I was excited as heck. And I followed the stories as close as possible. And while no official rides have been announced, the things that are in the rumor mill is that they're in the Bugsland area. It'll be like a sort of a giant Avengers facility, like a training facility. Cool. Um, so maybe new show buildings. Um, When's the last time you were in a Bugs Land? Like, I, was it when you and I went, or did you go to Disneyland since then? Um, I've been to Disneyland since then, but we didn't go into Bugs Land because I found that area to be the most boring waste of time uh, of the entire park. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like kiddie rides. You know, yeah. it's just, it, it is what it is. Like, it's good for kids, but it's not like anything that would most adults would willingly go on, unless you have a wife who's pregnant and only can ride certain attractions. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start experimenting with, uh, hey, let's get on Heimlich's choo-choo train. And then you have an angry wife because she made, or you made her ride that. <laughs> she, she was so pissed. Um, but the reason I brought that up because a Bugs Land is, a, it's very small. Like, and I have a hard time imagining them doing like a, a big, like mainline Marvel, new Marvel attraction on that area. Um but the rumors of what's being going to come over from other parks, like the, the Iron Man experience uh, from Shanghai, I believe um, they're, they're developing an Ant-Man attraction overseas too, where it's essentially like if Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters and Ant-Man smooshed cool. together. I like that. Um, but the rumor is that, that they might pull that over too, because essentially these rides are, are engineered and developed already. One's already made, one's currently being made. And so how easy is it to just like lift these certain things and put them, you know, into the new park? Um, and then they're also talking that this expansion will be like phase one and potentially phase two moving to the area, like the parking lot that's immediately behind Guardians of the Galaxy, like the employee parking and all that stuff. Uh, so potentially we could see some really badass stuff. if. If you could get any a ride specific to any one character for yeah. Disney, who would who would you pick? Um, I think the probably the most visually interesting would probably be a Spider-Man ride. Maybe something kind of like soaring over California, like web swinging. Oh yeah. Well, they're <laughs> talking. I forgot. There's a rumored Spider-Man attraction, a new one, because uh, Disney patented these things where it's essentially like you have four seats in a row, which are back to back. So if you'd be sitting behind me, you're back facing me and, st and stuff. And where it swings on a pendulum uh, and essentially with like moving screens around it. So like the idea that everybody's saying is that this is supposed to mimic web swinging, 
city. Um, so maybe we'll get a Spider-Man attraction. That'd be pretty badass. That would be really cool. Like I think, like if I was gonna pick any character who wasn't Spider-Man, I would really like. I think just oh man, like I want all of them really. But my mind keeps going back to like X-Men, like some sort of adventure where there's like huge giant sentinels and you're like running around, or like yeah. maybe like a danger room simulator. Or something like that, where like each experience is different from the last one. I love that. That's such oh, a great man. idea. Somebody needs to hire me to engineer. Dang, that's really good. I like oh, that man. danger but, room idea. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I can talk Disneyland all day. It's like one of the one of the things I geek out about the hardest. Uh, but I'm super duper excited for this land. In two years, can't get here fast enough. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. So 2020, looking forward to that in 2020. Oh, yes. All right, Wonder Rob, you got one more story for us. Okay. Now, I'm including this story because <laughs> I originally didn't think to include this story. I was aware of the story, but I wasn't going to include it. But then Shop said, hey, why aren't you going to – you can talk about this. And I think Shop just knows I geek about, about it enough that it deserves to be on the show, even though it might not typically fall within geek news. But here it is, folks. <laughs> My favorite news of the year – Tenacious D announces a new album and animated series post-apocalypto. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, again, if you're still here and you haven't turned off the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) I know this isn't superheroes or Star Wars or Doctor Who or video games or anything, but the, the D, the D, Tenacious D, does have its own place within geek culture, sort of, within my opinion, because they're definitely like a cult classic cult band you know uh, they're the greatest band in the world in their own eyes but not a lot of people are super familiar with tenacious d uh, so i th- i believe their content what they sing about could be qualified as geek content i think so i, I think i think the d transcends all is oh yeah i think uh but let me let me give you the tasty the tasty d's oh sorry were you gonna say something I was gonna say, you've listened to that teaser right yes now i i pre-ordered the album on itunes because I knew you were going to get the first song for free if you pre-ordered it, or they'll just give it to you early. And so I was like, great. It was 30 seconds long. Like I thought they, before I even listened to it, I was like something, something fucked up. And so (laughs) I was like Googling it and YouTubing it and everything I was finding was 30 seconds. And I'm like, "Ah, fuck. And so I finally listened to it and I'm like, oh, it's like a TV show theme song. I get it. All right. I should have just listened to it. I don't know why I freaked out about it. It's been in my head all day. Apocalypto. End of the world. Apocalypto. There's, so I'm excited, mostly excited about it, but I do have, I do have some bones to pick or nitpicks about this. So uh, let me give you the press release. Tenacious D will return in November with a new album, Post Apocalypto. Uh, what's more, to accompany the album's release, the comedy music duo of Jack Blast and Kyle Gass will premiere a six-episode animated series via their YouTube channel. So not YouTube Red. It won't be a YouTube Red thing. It'll be just YouTube. Uh, the 21-song album due out November 2nd, uh, produced by John Spiker, features Dave Grohl on drums, will be available digitally, CD, translucent green vinyl, yada, yada, yada. Um, but they're releasing this animated series, uh, which is going to feature, you know, a handful of songs each episode. They're going to release the songs uh, individually as the episodes premiere and then release an album when it's done. And I'm super conflicted because 
like, what do I want to do more? Do I want to li- watch the episodes and <laughs> download the songs each week as they come out? Or do I want to wait and just have an album to listen to? Like, Ooh. at least for me, like new albums that I'm super excited to listen to from start to finish don't, for me, don't come out that often. And so I'm like, but I love that experience. Like just sitting down or on a drive or something and just listening to it for the first time. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very torn, but what's leaning me more towards waiting for the album is that this artwork, this animation <laughs> is pure garbage. <laughs> it's the worst. Now I know the gimmick behind it is that Jack Black drew all these pictures. Um, and it's not when when you say animation, I think they're very, 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 very loosely using the term. Yeah, like we're not talking animation. Like, we're not we're not talking enough frames to make the eye believe that there is animation happening. Like, yeah, it's essentially just like a drawing Jack Black made. You know, the camera held on it for like eight seconds, ten seconds, while dialogue is being put over it. Um, which also reminds me to another thing that I'm potentially not super duper happy about now tenacious d behind weird al is my favorite band they put out an album once every six years 2000 2006 2012 and now it's 2018 that's just their thing um but they don't do a lot of songs like they'll do just like the standard like 12 or 13 songs on an album which today and these days like that's nothing like i'm so, so used to having so much more so I pulled up the track list and I'm like, oh shit, there's 21 songs. Oh, yeet, yeet, yeet. But then, <laughs> like, I'm looking at the track list right now, like, track one, post apocalyptic thing, all caps. Track two, desolation, no caps. Track three, hope, all caps. Track four, cave women, no, no caps. And so on and so on. So, really, I'm assuming that the all caps is actually songs. And then the other things are sketches, dialogue, or whatever. So really, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven. There's eleven songs and one reprise. And I'm like, I'm like, you guys, this took you six years. <laughs> six years. I mean, got Weird Al puts someone out every four years. Yeah. And that's Weird Al. <laughs> but anyway, I'm I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth. I'm very excited to have more tenacious deep, but. It's just not coming the way I would like. I freaking love Tenacious D. I know you love Tenacious D. Uh, our, our theme song. Our theme song may or may not uh, have sampled Tenacious D. Uh, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that it that it, it sounds a lot like it. I mean. <laughs> hey, Creative pick, Commons, you guys. Yeah. It's fine. Pick of Destiny is one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's definitely a cult classic. Um, those that know about it love it. Those that don't know about it just haven't had a chance to love it yet is how I feel about that. And even further back, if you can get a chance, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, Shaf, so chime in if you haven't seen these, but the the Tenacious D TV series on HBO that came out before their first album, uh, it's essentially, it's six episodes of like 10 minute vignettes. And it's just like about tribute, like how did this song happen? And, you know, Kyle quit the band, uh, just a 10 minute episode about Kyle quitting the band and so on. Uh, but it's like the same format as like flight of the Concords or like uh, buddy system, Rhett and Link's show where it's just like a small comedy with music and it's all on YouTube. So I would recommend you listeners and you shop 
going and finding those and watching them because they are hilarious. Done. I'm going to do that. Hilarious. Apocalypto. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, we usually don't report on music unless it's Weird Al. Well, I guess we do. We've talked about Weird Al like two or three times already. So yeah. Fuck yeah. you guys. Yeah. Weird Al got to walk on the star of fame. I mean, a star on the Walk of Fame. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's our geek news. All right. Is that everything? Man, that went by fast. Yeah, we covered it all. We covered it all. Um, now, um, what we're going to do here is we're going to take a, a short break. We got some bloopers for you. And uh, when we return, we will have uh, some uh, geek conversations for the lost episode. So I hope you guys are ready for this. Get ready. I'm sure I was just as eloquent then as I am now. We'll be right back. One of our favorite things to do is review movies to games. <laughs> fucked it up. My name is Shoff and I'm here to say I like geek recapped. Fuck my life. <laughs> It's time for some of those geek conversations. Excellent. Welcome, my fellow geeks, to episode 11. 11, 11, 11. Yeah. It comes after 10. We just had episode 10. We're in double digits. It's pretty much amazing. I'm here. We're not in the Kia Mobile Studio today. We're actually here in the actual home studio the legit home studio, and I'm here because we, well, me, myself, and my dear friend and resident Marvel expert and frequent geek of the week, Rob. Say hi, Rob. Hey, internet friends. (laughs) Miss me. Did you miss me? (laughs) Anyways, we thought we would do uh, and pay a nod to the types of Saturday mornings that we used to have as kids. We wanted to embrace all the nostalgia, all the things that we would do, uh, the ways that we would dress, the stuff that we would watch, the video games we would play, the food we would eat. So we're going to tell you about our fun Saturday morning basically being big old kids. Yeah! <laughs> so we stacked the deck with entertainment and and uh, and really made something that was true geek nostalgia for episode eleven, and so I want to get into that. Let's go ahead and, and discuss it, Rob. When I reached out to you yesterday and I presented this possibility, what were you thinking in your head? I thought, oh hell yeah! <laughs> Especially when you said there'd be Tostino's pizza rolls. Yeah, mom said we could have them. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> Better than what she usually makes. <laughs> oh, yes. No, when you uh, threw the idea of Saturday morning uh, throwback, my mind went back immediately to when I was a kid in front of the TV with the cereal in my lap, sitting cross-legged in my tidy whities <laughs> Now, I will say we were we, we kept our clothes on <laughs> for, yeah. for today's event. There were no tidy whities uh, But we did rock some nerdy pants. Yes, I have these sweatpants on, Super Mario sweatpants, that do not have a button on the fly for easy access when it's (laughs) pee time. (laughs) And uh, we definitely had our fair share of things to drink, as well as eat. So, um, as far as, like, when I reached out to you, I was like, hey, you know what? 
let's do this up. And I was like, what, what's your favorite, what's your favorite cereal? Like, what did you eat as a kid? I was a Lucky Charms kid. <laughs> Lucky Charms is great. I always see Lucky Charms was one of those cereals that didn't quite have the lasting power when milk hit it. Like mm-hmm. it was like, you've got five seconds, bro. <laughs> if you don't eat it in five seconds, you're eating mush. <laughs> That's exactly it. That was like the Golden Grams uh, stigma. Like if you if you had Golden Grams, you knew that you were scarfing down that bowl. <laughs> there was no like just casually enjoying a spoonful every few minutes oh yeah and i have my technique with with my lucky charms is i'll work around the marshmallows and then that way at the end you're getting just spoons full of marshmallows and it's good Mm -mm -mm. now have you had a chance to try the lucky charms that's strictly marshmallows no i have not that's I've i've heard about this is it i thought that was Mere legend. <laughs> it's it, the mythical marshroom, mushroom, mushroom, marshmallow <laughs> only <laughs> lucky charms. It exists. It's, it's like, what is, what's even the point of that? <laughs> it's like there's no nutritional well, value. Well, it, it's something you get to have now, now that mom doesn't get Yeah, now that it. I'm an adult. <laughs> now that yes. we go to the grocery store ourselves, yeah. we don't have mom do it. That's right. <laughs> so yeah you so you got some lucky charms i went and got some captain crunch with crunch berries because captain crunch is great but you need that extra that extra like bounce in your step that you get from the berries did you hear about the only crunch berries version (laughs) of captain crunch i saw it there and i was tempted but again i was like i need the the captain as well as the berries. I can't just have one or the other. So I needed the perfect hybrid <laughs> for my breakfast cereal pleasure. All right. So, so yeah. So we enjoyed that with some 2% because, um, you know, we're growing boys. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> I really have no milk reference whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 2%. That's fine. All you skim milk people out there. Now that's just crazy. I take it back. I do have a. I do have a. You milk might as well just pour water in the yeah. bowl. Yeah. No. No skim milk. Listen. If you drink skim milk, unsubscribe now. <laughs> but first subscribe and then unsubscribe. Yeah. And make sure you like and follow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Actually, just stay, stay the same. Yeah. Just, we we still like you. It's all good. <laughs> So, so that's what we had for breakfast. We, we gathered uh, our cereal and our bowls and we were in our PJs and we sat around this amazing television that I have and we watched a show from 1992-93. Mm-hmm. A show that really transformed and kind of molded us as kids into the geeks that we are today. The show I'm talking about is X-Men... The animated series. Yes. Who? Who? Na 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 so we watched the first four episodes of the first season of uh, a total of 12, uh, actually, I'm sorry, 13 episodes in the first season. Uh, this show aired between 1992-93, and we calculated that out because we know math, and that works out to basically 25 years ago. Yep. We watched that. Years. And I have to say, granted, I've seen it since that point, but it has been a while since I've watched X-Men. 
Yes, it's been a good long while since I've watched X-Men. It might even, like, I don't even really recall watching this series much after it finished airing. So it was definitely like a, a fresh pair of eyes on the subject. Oh, yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. Did you feel like it held up? Were there a lot of, like, storylines that you were like, oh, my, what? I don't I, remember this at all. I feel like it 50-50 held up. Okay. <laughs> there were some good things and some things I was like, Man, I did not know any better when I was a kid about this. <laughs> now, okay, on the show, there's the main cast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Wolverine, Cyclops, Professor X, Jean Grey, Rogue, Storm, Beast, Gambit. Um, Morph. Morph. Jubilee. <laughs> Jubilee. Get her out of here. Uh, by the way, Jubilee is apparently a Chinese-American. Yeah, that's what it says. But uh, I now I, maybe I'm wrong. But I mean, is that the most PC way to refer to somebody in 1992? I guess I mean maybe. Been, yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, it seemed a little. I don't know, a little not so PC for looking at it now. <laughs> yeah, and and plus her character definitely does not resemble like nothing about her character. Like other than just saying that she's Chinese American, nothing about it. Yeah, I agree. In her backstory or anything. It implies that. So it was almost like the show was trying to take advantage of bring uh, being inclusive and in, mm. as far as you know being racially inclusive, which is great, but I would have liked to have seen maybe more emphasis on that for her. It would have made her a more interesting character, I think. Yeah, I mean, she's just, you know, your average American teenage girl who's gone up in like foster homes and stuff like that. She doesn't have any parents, so she doesn't really have any sort of like culture right. or background in terms of her heritage. But they definitely didn't emphasize her her ethnicity within the animation. Yeah, it was like, just something that the Sentinels, uh, those giant robots, when they started scanning her, they were like, immediately, they knew. Yeah. <laughs> they scanned her and they're like, oh, she's a Chinese American. Uh, Chinese American. <laughs> yep, we can tell. <laughs> I can tell by the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> those Hello Kitty earrings. Yep, <laughs> that, yep, that, <laughs> that does it. So, uh, so this show, but this show was amazing, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. This show aired for five years, mm-hmm. 76 episodes in total. Uh, we only scratched the surface this morning, so we'll have to have more Saturday morning events, pr- yes. pretty much. Um, but we didn't, we didn't stop there. We had the TV show that we watched, mm-hmm. and then we also decided to do some more Marvel-related, X-Men-related uh, fun by playing an, uh, a video game that came out on... Uh, Xbox 360, mm-hmm. um, and it made itself available on Xbox One through their uh, their marketplace that they have. And I, I downloaded it recently, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this game!" And I'm talking about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Yep. Now you were telling me this morning you've never played that game prior to today. That's correct. I played the first one, but I never played part two, and so I was familiar with the, sort of the premise and the gameplay, but not the actual story. Okay. Now, from playing the first game, do you think that you can see how it's pretty similar? Yeah, I really didn't feel much of a difference in terms of what I was playing, aside from the aesthetic and the story, of course. Um, I still have my sort of frustrations with that that particular style of game, but it definitely is fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love that game. I've been playing through um, Ultimate Alliance, the first game, lately. The past week, I've been kind of picking it up and playing every now and again. Mm. And the graphics are really bad. 
But <laughs> the voice acting, they have voice acting for every character. Unlike this game where they only have voice acting for the person you're talking to. Mm -hmm. It's never the person you are. Uh, because they have that weird dialogue tree yeah. that doesn't seem to have any emphasis. Like, it doesn't affect anything. Yeah, I've noticed that it doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> All it does is like give you a chance to get out your frustrations. Like, yes. You're like, I want to be aggressive right now. Yeah, you can either be defensive or aggressive. Or neutral, which is boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so a part of me wonders if maybe that there will be some implications to that later on i've after playing the game and i've, I've beaten the game before i don't remember there being much with that mm. um one thing i was kind of bummed about is i recall the game being co-op local co-op mm -hmm. split screen style and when they moved it to the marketplace it doesn't seem like that exists anymore yeah couldn't figure it out i mean maybe it's in there so cause... we had to we had to swap you know back and forth on the controller which was Fun, but it would have been a lot more fun if we could both be bashing in uh, soldiers and blah, blah, blah. And... It would have been more fun, but it does feel more of a more of a throwback to our theme when we were kids and you would sit and play your games and yes. you'd like pass the controller back and forth. That is true. So it sort of reminded me of that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, okay, so on the TV show, let's get back to the TV show for a second. Um, with all those characters, who is your favorite? Wolverine was always my favorite. And why, why would you say that? Just because I feel like I relate to him the most. I mean, you do I mean, look I'm, alike. I'm five foot two, <laughs> Canadian, and I have these long claws that come out of my hands. Can you, for a second, like, granted, Wolverine is a total badass, but can you, like, for a second picture a 5'2 man <laughs> and, and being threatened by said 5'2 man? And don't forget that he's super hairy. He's, like, covered. <laughs> he's covered head to toe. <laughs> with and, spiky hair like yeah, side he spikes takes, he takes off his mask and his hair is still in that form so it's like <laughs> does his hair always look like that and the mask just fits around his hair because it's like heavily hairsprayed or the mask like, you know like what when i was a kid i always thought that the hair inside was holding up the mask so like <laughs> if he had a short haircut the ears on the wolverine mask would just droop down sort of like goofy or, or pluto <laughs> That but. would be pretty funny. Oh, did you get a haircut? <laughs> yeah. You, you How can you tell, Bob? <laughs> I'm the best at what I do. <laughs> no, I've always... Uh, <laughs> I don't really uh, resemble Wolverine, everybody out there. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, he's not 5'2". I'm more like Mark Wahlberg. He was 5'2 when he was uh, 3. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pretty tall individual. <laughs> um, no, I've just always liked Wolverine the best. Like, his character was just more fun and... Like personally, that's just what I've liked. Second would be Gambit. Yes, everybody likes Gambit, and least favorite would be Jubilee. Everybody likes Gambit. Mon ami. And you said the third one was Jubilee. No, least favorite was Jubilee. <laughs> Always. I never understood. I, I guess they brought in Jubilee, and okay. I guess my question is: Did Jubilee exist in the X Men world at all prior to the show? Yeah, she was in the comics. Okay, she was. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of felt, because I didn't know any more, any better, but at the, at the time I was like, I feel like they're just like creating a character maybe for us as kids who are maybe struggling with our own sense of identity mm -hmm. or, who, you know, what, who we're going to be, the kind of person we're going to be. Yeah. Uh, that we can relate to Jubilee and that she's kind of like the our, our person for that. I mean, I can sort of see that, but... That never really hit with yeah. me. Uh, what I don't understand with the, her character as well is 
they never truly explain exactly what her power is it's just sort of it's a lot like kinetic energy kind of like what gambit does but hers is sort of outward not applying it to something i don't know It, it doesn't seem to be useful at all mostly it's barely functional she can maybe zap off a door handle if she's locked in a room, but she like <laughs> shoots her pew, 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 at the uh, <laughs> sentinels, and the sentinels are just like, oh, what? Yeah. Get away!" <laughs> and her power set, as well as others, there are times when their powers work perfectly against the sentinels, like mm-hmm. crazy good. Mm-hmm. They'll like knock the head right off the sentinel, or they'll kick the sentinel across the room. Yeah, and then they'll do the same set of powers to this like the next sentinel who's standing next to him, and he's like. Uh, that was I'm a, a robot. It basically tickled. Okay. <laughs> if I had feelings, <laughs> I would tell you that term. <laughs> and so I didn't understand that because it's not like the Sentinels had that ability. I mean, they do the the like the the revised uh, ones, and definitely the ones in Days of Futures Past. They do mm-hmm. have that adaptive technology, but that's not yeah. what this first generation Sentinel is able to do. They they don't adapt. Yeah, they're just big robots. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. I, d- I didn't understand that. Well, that was like just inconsistencies within the show that I said 50% of me likes it and 50% didn't know better when I was a kid. <laughs> so like s- some inconsistencies I noticed throughout the show. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like yeah. That. We should get into some of those inconsistencies. So, uh, but before we do, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with more about X-Men and our childhood and all the cool stuff that happened this morning for Saturday Morning Cartoons. Yeah. All right, thanks for sticking with us. We are back. Um, when we when we left off, we were talking about the inconsistencies for the TV show for X-Men, the 92 animated series. So uh, what are some of the things that you picked up on, Rob? Well, there's like little things, like little baby things. Like it, the animation was very early 90s. So, of course, you'd run into animation problems where like Rogue, for example, would take off her glove to touch uh cyclops and then the next scene her glove would be back on and then the next scene (laughs) her whole arm would be green so the glove would be off but she had a green (laughs) hand for some reason and then it would just go back to normal yeah and just like little things like that we all i mean who hasn't suffered from green hand before yeah i I mean mean, it happens (laughs) it's my yeah (laughs) keep that for another podcast (laughs) um things like that i would notice that voices characters voices would be speaking but the animation on the characters wouldn't be moving. It's oh, like somebody yeah. would be speaking, but their mouths wouldn't be moving. Or sometimes, once or twice, some a different voice of a character would be coming out of the wrong character. Um, and then inconsistencies in terms of like their powers and abilities, things like that. Not to get too nerdy. No, but this, like is the, the, this is the place for it. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, like the Sentinels, for example, was a really good one. Like one time, Cyclops blew off one's head with his his. Uh, optic, optic blast. blast and then the next time it did nothing to <laughs> and like what what's, what's happening here um what was i gonna say oh man uh, even the size the size of the sentinels would vary considerably throughout the episodes yeah so there were plenty of times where the sentinel would be like as tall as a building mm-hmm. and then you'd see them next time and they were basically the size of three people if they were like stacked on top of each other yeah and i, I sort of chalk that back up to the animation problems like not really having perspective mm-hmm. 
or the animator's understanding perspective <laughs> when they're making what they're doing. But I mean, well, yeah, the same applies to uh, uh, Cyclops and Jubilee. <laughs> oh yeah, they were the same height for like a hot second in the show. They're like, wow, Jubilee is six three, or Scott Summers <laughs> and is five one. And then there was one point when she was really tiny, and it looked like it looked like he was minute bowl, like <laughs> seven seven six. Mm-hmm. Standing next to um, five two uh, um, Jubilee. Oh yes, and then there were some definite inconsistencies with the the voice acting. Like some actors on the show would be okay, and some would be not so good. Um, <laughs> in particular, the actress who plays Storm, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I like I would be sitting in my seat watching, just like cringing, like oh god. Have you done anything else <laughs> aside from this? Like, you don't notice it with Wolverine. Wolverine's really good. Um, Professor X is sort of hit or miss. But, man, Storm was terrible. And all the background actors were not very good <laughs> at all. Especially Madam President. Not oh, good. Well, you know what? Let's actually talk. That's actually kind of cool. So, even though, yeah, her voice acting was strange. Yeah. It was almost like she was like a British person, but not really. Yeah. I don't know. But the fact that in 1992... We had a character who played the president who was female. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Uh, probably, I, not to say that it's not, you know, a, a good thing. I think it's a great thing. But for it to be 2017, 25 years later, and we mm-hmm. still have yet to experience a female president, mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah. So, some most, uh, not to uh, get too political... But uh, most correct people would agree. <laughs> In this podcast, you're among family. <laughs> so we we uh, we make it quite well known our stance. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> on that, uh, looks like Storm was played by two different people as far as voice acting goes. Um, she was played by this chick named Iona Morris mm-hmm. for ninety two ninety three, and then it was re- she was replaced by Allison Seeley Smith. For ninety three, ninety seven. So I think you're right on. Okay. She probably got the axe because you know somebody related to you back then was like, "This is not going to work." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably what happened. It's probably what happened. Like she, I mean, it's also part of the writing. Like the writing for her character in particular was not very good or inspired because you know Sentinels would be attacking and Storm would fly in and say, "I am Storm." <laughs> I will use my lightning and thunder to get you. And then Jimmy very uh, very wisely pointed out, thunder is a sound? <laughs> I'm going to use this thunder. <laughs> Which I think she was basically her like saying, you might hear a fart. <laughs> if you do, it's thunder. Okay? It's thunder. Oh, now here's a little, tri- little trivia for you. So the character, uh, I'm sorry, the lady who played Storm uh, for the voice acting, mm-hmm. Iona Morris, Mm-hmm. Is sister to Halle Berry? Nope. Oh. Phil Morris, who played Jackie Chaz. What? <laughs> in Seinfeld. No kidding. Seriously. Oh man. <laughs> Outrageous. Preposterous. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you watched Smallville growing mm-hmm. up, but uh, well, he, it's DC. Yeah, you go. So he played Martian Manhunter as well, mm-hmm. John Jones. I did not know that. Yeah. So there's a little bit of little trivia you probably didn't know. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's X Men for you, a '92 series. I think definitive 
definitively the X-Men. When I think X-Men and I visualize them in my head, not the movies because I don't know that really any of the movies truly did them justice. Mm-hmm. But that the colorful costumes, the the camaraderie, that that sense of teamwork, mm-hmm. um, and very specific powers where they were pretty well defined and worked well together. Yeah, and they all seem to. And X Men as a TV show definitely addressed a lot of elements related to various conflicts. You know, it wasn't uh, the way it was designed. It they would tackle themes of race or themes of of uh, being um, being different. Well, yeah, being different, and, mm-hmm. and you know, having that X gene, being a mutant, and how the world might view you and see you. Uh, and I think you know these. Some of these characters have gone on and been uh, icons in various communities, including, like, say, like the gay community. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters like Iceman mm-hmm. uh, coming out as gay, uh, Colossus being gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's, I think it's great. You know, I think that there's that everyone has somebody they can relate to. Uh, for me, my favorite character was always Gambit. Yeah, loved Gambit. I, I wanted to be Gambit, and one year for Halloween, I was. I was Gambit. <laughs> Ooh. But I you're going to have to put that on Instagram. I should find that picture. Geek, so to speak, Instagram. <laughs> Geek, so to speak, podcast. <laughs> podcast. So, uh, all right. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a little more about the, um, let's talk a little more about the video game we played. Okay. So uh, the game itself is sort of structured around, there's something that goes down a year prior in uh, Latveria. Mm-hmm. And you go through these missions and you do this the secret covert mission and then you find out a year later that the person who was behind it has come back and she's she's ravaging new york and mm-hmm. you have to take her out and then that sort of brings it out in the into the public that the your heroes your avengers have been working behind the scenes to, to do some things and the government didn't know about it and that's sort of a nice backdoor way to introduce the Civil War storyline, which mm-hmm. is what Ultimate uh, Alliance 2 is based off of. Now, the part that we didn't get to in the game, uh, the New Warriors, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, do something. I don't want to get like too into it, but they, they get into like a kerfluffle. Mm-hmm. A kerfluffle. <laughs> and it causes a massive um, explosion. Kills kids. Yeah. Causes the uh the need for the superhuman registration act uh and in doing so splits the roster right down the middle and you're either on team iron man or you're on team cap and that sort of forces your decision and as a character as the player of the game you get to decide which side you want to be on Mm -hmm. and so that affects what missions you do and and what bosses you face as well so it's kind of cool yeah so you have to play through it both ways in order to unlock all the characters. So it's kind of... Oh, that's how they get you. That's how they get they can't, you. You can't just stick to your side of the <laughs> Civil War argument. What side were you on when uh, Civil War came out initially? Were you Team Stark or Team Cap? We're talking about the comics here, everybody, not not the movie. Well, I never really liked Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like I, And I would just think to myself, if I had to side with him, that means I would have had to hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm not interested in that boring shit. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Just talk about America? <laughs> Polisher shield? Yeah. So I was definitely team, team Iron Man. I was also team Iron Man during 
uh, the er initial Civil War story arc. And then, not to get too sidetracked on the movie, but I was also Team Stark when the movie came out. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Okay, so we're right about everything on this podcast. Basically. Yeah, the two <laughs> of us are basically twins. Yes, yes, yes. I love this. <laughs> now, since you hadn't played the other game, uh, this new game, or not really new, but the Ultimate Alliance 2, mm-hmm. um, do you, after playing a few of the missions, would you want to play it more? Was it something that was like in, like intriguing to you you wanted to see it through? It's To me, and this just might be my specific taste in video games, it's not something that I would be like at work all day thinking, oh man, I can't <laughs> wait to get home and play this game. Because we've all been there. Yeah. We get a really awesome new video game. But it's definitely more along the lines of like, hey, do you want to come over and play this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let's 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 play it. Like... To me, it feels like it would. It's more fun with a friend playing it and wa- watching the other person play. Even though we didn't play true co-op mode, but the way we were playing it, the the controller back and forth. Yeah, like that was. And that we was were both really engaged in each other's gameplay too. Like, yeah. like we we're he- heavily watching the screen, like looking out for like unlockables and and uh, and yeah. cheering you on, like when there was something cool that went down and helping pick the perfect team for the situation yeah. like oh we need to change this guy out and put this guy because there's tons of characters i mean yeah good guys and bad guys that you can be personally i liked being the juggernaut the juggernaut bitch yes i was gonna say can we swear on this but then i forgot i've been fucking swearing the whole time <laughs> you know semi-recently i decided what the hell let's just go ahead and 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 be uh sloppy with our words because it's more fun yeah Exactly. And it's exactly. also easier on my editing. <laughs> there you go. Plus you get that nifty little E in the iTunes That's podcast right. store. That's right. I'm edgy. <sighs> Good time. E for edgy. That's what it stands for. <laughs> yes. Um, so Juggernaut was one of your favorites to play yeah, as. Yeah, I liked the Juggernaut. Um, I liked Wolverine, of course. Just like being Wolverine always totally. is good. awesome. Um, some disappointing characters. I didn't particularly like spider-man all that much which is weird because you're a big spider-man spider-man's my favorite superhero of all time yeah of all time but i just didn't enjoy playing it as him as much um same with captain america although throwing his shield willy-nilly was fun because <laughs> you would throw a shield and then you can control the direction it goes with the sort of <laughs> sort of and i would never ever hit anybody i must have there was one point where we were sitting there for like two minutes me throwing my shield trying to hit somebody and i just missed him over and over <laughs> like forget it switching characters um but yeah i think the juggernaut was definitely my favorite Juggernaut is a lot of fun to play as. Um, I was hoping that Gambit would be fun to play as, but he is not. <laughs> yeah. There's just not much he can do. He's very close range, and in doing so, even though he's got the projectiles with his um, ability to uh, throw the cards and whatnot, I just he's not it. But uh, as far as characters I, I did enjoy, actually Luke Cage was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, Luke Cage. I almost forgot. My man. Luke, Power man. Yeah, Luke Cage was Luke fun Cage. to play as, and I hadn't played as him before. Uh, so it was cool to, to throw that out there. Um, I love playing as Wolverine. Um, he's just a menace out there. Like yep. He just slashes through everything. So um, a lot of people don't like him because he seems to be too overpowered. But uh, I mean, he doesn't seem overpowered to me. Oh, that thought's never, ever crossed my well, mind. Well, I think the argument is that because he's got the ability to self-heal mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's got these you know claws or whatever, that there's... Like not much that can stand in his in his way, 
I mean, granted, we all. Um, I I know you saw Logan. I saw Logan. Yeah, I loved Logan. I thought that was. A oh, great it was a movie. great movie. Yeah, I loved it. It's one of my favorite superhero movies, but not on the level where I can watch it over and over again, like <gasps> Civil War. Yeah, Logan is the kind of movie that I could watch over and over again. When I picked it up and I got that Logan Noir version where it's black and white. Oh. That's a really cool way to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, for me, I, I just don't know that I could watch it over and over again because it's definitely, as much as I enjoy it, it's definitely more of like a downer superhero it's movie. It's true. It is. And so that's more like every every once in a while, go back and watch Logan. Not like every 10 minutes, let's yeah. watch Civil War, Age of Ultron, none of the X-Men movies. <laughs> so one cool thing in Logan that I liked is that they finally brought in some aspect of Wolverine in his costume. Granted, it happened in illustrated comic book pages. Yeah. But the comic book of choice, the vi- like the way he looked, was very much the 1992 mm-hmm. uh, X-Men look. Yeah. And I think that was such a cool thing to see. And I- maybe it was that. Maybe it was just the nature of, of the 92 series being my favorite. But... After hearing about that X-Men 92 mm-hmm. comic book series, I was really intrigued and wanted to pick it up. So the other day I went to All About Com- uh, Books and Comics and I picked up uh, the basically almost the entire collection. The only thing they didn't have in stock was Volume Zero, which is like a four comic book arc that sort of ex- exists as a precursor to the 10, uh, ten book series. Mm-hmm. And it deals with a transition from the Secret Wars storyline. But we happen to have these in front of us right now. So if you hear any pages turning, it's because we're looking at this amazing artwork. But if you if you get a chance, you should really check, uh, look into X-Men 92. Um, there are two graphic novels if you want to just pick them up like all together rather than getting the individual issues. Um, the first one is called... The world is a vampire, mm-hmm. and it is uh, issues one through five, and then issues six through ten, which is the entire collection. What a sad thought! <laughs> is uh, called Lila Palooza. So, um, but the characters themselves, the models. I mean, I'm looking at the cover right now for Lila Palooza, and it's all the characters from the the cartoon just the way you remember them. Everyone looks the same. Beast even has his glasses on. Bishop looks amazing. Uh, Jubilee actually looks pretty cool because she doesn't have her jacket on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they even have Psylocke in the mix, Gambit, Cyclops, Jean Grey. Yeah, it's all your favorites. It's everybody. And the artwork is great. Um, There's a little bit of a variety. Looks like Alti Fermencia for issues one through four. Corey Hampshire for number five now. When I say the art is great, like I said, it's it's pretty good. I'm I don't like issue five as much with Corey Hampshire because it not to get too specific for maybe people who aren't familiar, but it, it looks like John Romita and John Romita Jr. art, which I know I'm in the minority here, but I've never really been a fan of that style. And so it it sort of reminds me of that. Like it's not bad, but it's definitely more like a blocky square type of art um of course that has nothing to do with the story i'm Mm -hmm. just talking about the art here no that's fair that's totally fair i'm looking through these pages there are some so many characters that they bring back from uh the show in various because i I remember having the uh the action figures and you had those two Mm -hmm. and i mean they had everybody trevor fitzroy and lobo not not lobo lobo what's this guy doing any crossover here 
I'm not sure who that character is. Uh, for the uh, viewers, I mean listeners at home, he's pointing at the comic book page, and I don't know who he's pointing at. It's okay. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's got a red bandana on. Um, he's got a red bandana. He's got a brown tank top, and he's got gray skin with these huge muscles and bullets coming out of his arm. Oh, I remember his name. Uh, Steve. It's Steve. It's Steve. That's right. Good old yep. Steve. Good old Steve. <laughs> Apocalypse is in this. Uh, brood, brood, right? That's brood. Yep. Wow. Omega Red. It's I pretty good, it. you guys. I love it. I can't wait to read through all this. I just picked it up, so I haven't had a chance to get to go through all of it. But I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I highly suggest you check it out. Also, check out um, you know your local comic book store. Support that uh, that business because you know how uh, this kind of print. Everything's going digital, you know? It's like, there's digital comics. I have plenty of digital comics. But nothing beats having the actual pages where you can really sit back and look at the artwork. Um, I agree. I definitely agree. Just something about having a, a book in your hand is a lot better than the digital versions of these. All right. Well, uh, Rob, any last thoughts about X-Men 1992? X-Men 92, um, I would say, just based on the source material... Is worth a read. Like I said, I haven't actually gotten into the story yet, but based on the artwork and the source material, it's definitely something that I am looking forward to sitting down and cozying up with. Hells to the yeah. I'm right there with you. We'll have to have you over again soon for some more episodes. Maybe we'll kick in some Spider-Man from the, uh, the early Spider-Man animated series. Flip, 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 flip. Spider-Blood radioactive spider-blood spider-man. Wow, wow, wow. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. A quick brief break. We'll be right back with more. Uh, for our show wrap-up. Thank you again. And we're back, gang. I hope you enjoyed that time-traveling adventure to the past where we discussed all things X-Men. Now, I'm going to level with you. That was a year ago. I don't remember what I said, so (laughs) I'm sure I was either hilarious or really poignant. (laughs) You were great. Or both. I just remember that we played the that i i was having a really hard time with that that x-men game because i was su- getting super upset with the camera <laughs> just oh, all top marvel, down. marvel ultimate alliance yeah, yeah maybe i talked about that i don't know if i didn't talk about that i was really upset about the camera <laughs> <laughs> i'm like video games have come so far why do you not let me control the camera uh gosh and i believe uh the the cereal was delicious <laughs> i remember the cereal all right but uh thanks for sticking with us folks and uh who knows maybe we'll have another lost episode for you in the future you never know it could happen it could happen probably not but <laughs> it could <laughs> so uh we want to say thank you of course to our subscribers on itunes as well as soundcloud if it's your first time listening to us and you liked us Tell your friends and please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. If you're a family member of ours and you listen to us and you haven't <laughs> rate, rated or reviewed us, what are you waiting for? If you're a friend of ours and you haven't rated or reviewed us and I've asked you and <laughs> it's time to do it. All right. It's, it's like on Yelp. They say don't solicit, but we're soliciting. <laughs> we're totally soliciting. Okay. We. We, we want to be the, the premier geek podcast that people turn to. And the only way that's going to happen is with your help. So, like you. that's right. So, if you do 
leave us a rate, uh, a rating and a review. We will go ahead and give you a shout out in future episodes. And, uh, and then you're famous. All right. Don't, don't you want fame? Who doesn't want fame? So uh, I'll even do something like I'll read it like super sexy. Like we're about to make out. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, if you leave it, I'll leave, I'll have a special personalized reading of your review. I, that's my promise here and now. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, Wonder Rob, if uh, if they have rated and reviewed us, and they're like, I want to follow you guys on social media. Where can I find you? Ah, good question, Kimosabi. You can follow us on Facebook at Geek So to Speak Podcast. Now, I always mention. Facebook first, because in between episodes, the Shaf and I are consistently on the daily, except for weekends mostly, updating the Facebook page with all the news for your geeky little noses. Now, I was going to make, I was trying to turn that into like a cocaine joke, like you need us, like you're addicted, but I can't figure it out. Dang it. This is not my episode. But anyways, all the news fit to know. Shaf and I are updating it on the daily with our personal witticisms. So definitely check us out at Facebook, Geek So To Speak Podcast. And we're also on Instagram, Geek So To Speak Podcast, where you'll find pictures of our wild adventures, like when we went on a road trip for last episode to that sweet-ass toy store, Toy Anxiety. Heck you can yeah. Follow, us, follow our adventures there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Geek So To Speak pc that's geek so to speak pc and then you can find myself on twitter and instagram at wonder rob w-o-n-d-e-r-r-o-b and you can find shaf on both platforms at i am the shaf i-a-m-t-h-e-s-h-o-f-f yes all right we hope to see those follows coming in uh now we've got our next episodes that you'll you'll hear from us we'll be talking about spider-man on ps4 Yes. The game that we're both going to be going to play as soon as we finish. Real quick, just as a treat for the people who made it all the way this far. Yes. Just quick first impressions. Just like one minute. Just like a little taste. Dude, I love it. It's already in my top three. It's already in your top three video games of all time? Yeah, yeah. Already in my top three of all time. Whoa. It's it's a bold claim, dude. It's immersive. It's, uh, it's... It's interesting, it's vibrant, it's fun, it's hella fun. Uh, you really, for, I, I think this makes me think of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 game, uh, which yeah. is, I think, the definitive Spider-Man game yeah. until this game. Yeah, until this game. This game trumps it uh, by a long shot. It, it is so impressive and so enjoyable to play, and there's so much to it that I haven't even scratched the surface on. Um, I, I love it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We'll oh, I, want to, I want to tell you real quick. Um, oh. When I was, I, I started playing it and first things first, and this is not to spoil anything, but right away, you're going to start web swinging. Okay. Okay. And um, <laughs> for me playing, it was like so fun to web swing. It, oh, yes. The game, the game makes it so fun. Okay. Katrina, uh, my uh, uh, sweet ginger fish, uh, my girlfriend was watching me play. <laughs> Oh man, I can only see. I imagine where this is going. Okay, <laughs> and I you have a giant TV. Yeah, like, don't don't undersell it. It's big. It's yeah. It's like a seventy inch screen. I mean, and I'm sitting at the edge right up next to. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting at the edge of this like this sofa that has like an extended <laughs> portion to the couch, and so I'm yeah. sitting at the end of the extended portion. It's like three feet away from. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty close. Katrina's like 
you, you gotta back up, man. You're you're really way too close. You're gonna get sick. He's like, she's like, I don't want you to get like nauseous or anything. I'm like, no, no, no I'm fine. I'm I'm feeling good. She's like, I have to keep looking away. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting sick. If I if I look at the screen for more than like two seconds, I get nauseous. So I have to t- look away. I'm like, I think it's kind of like when you're driving a car and you're in the driver's seat and like you're you're the one controlling the movements and the whether or not you hit a bump or something versus if you're in the back seat, someone else is driving, you can start to get a little car sick. Yeah. What I feel. So like she was like a backseat driver and she was feeling nausea in the big way from the web swinging. So, oh, man. so when you get your new, uh, your new TV with the, that big screen, you're going to, you're going to have to test that theory out. Oh yeah. I can't wait to play that game on that big screen TV. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that's our, our episode folks. We'll be doing that. We'll also be talking about iron fist season two. It might end up being a recap wrap. So look forward to that. Well, we'll see. I might, since, since we have to push everything back a couple of weeks than yeah. when we were originally going to do it, I might have time to watch it. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see. But then uh, of course, thank you so much for tuning in. Keep your ear holes on standby for our next episode. Same geek time. Same geek channel. See you later, everybody. Bye, everybody. I love you.